Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kring in Seattle, and I just am modeling today for an art class, uh, modeling six hours doing one pose, then going to another school and doing another two and a half hours. So it's a long art model day. It's a beautiful sunny day. And I was just wanting to talk about the idea of propaganda um, versus conspiracy theory. There are people who debate about the truth, about uh, political things, about nutrition, about health. Uh, one of my passions is health and nutrition. Um, and I just watched the preview to the movie The Game Changers, and it's just really, really uh, a clear example of hypocrisy to me. In the movie, they talk about the agenda of, you know, the tobacco industry that wanted us to think it was safe or maybe even cool to smoke cigarettes. And now we know that cigarettes are really bad for us. Same thing with the sugar industry. The sugar industry wants us to think that sugar is no big deal and 100 calories of sugar is like the same as 100 calories of, you know, nutritious food like fruits or vegetables or meat or cheese or eggs or butter or whatever all the other different kinds of foods that you could eat besides sugar, which doesn't have any nutritional value. Um, the Game Changer movie has a plant-based agenda, and the producers of it are a bunch of Hollywood people who have invested in the Beyond Burger and the pea protein and the plant protein industry, which is processed food industry. Uh, so they have an agenda on that. There are also people you can look at that say the carnivore diet is the best diet, you know, a meat-based diet. And then there are people who say if you care about the environment and your health, you're supposed to be vegan and plant-based. Um, and if you don't care, then you eat meat or you're delusional. And then there's people who say doctors are quacks when they advise their patients nutritionally and get them off their medications. Um, so there's a guy I really admire named Alan Savory. And he is uh, has um, a progressive and new and different idea about how we can combat climate change by using livestock. Instead of all of us going vegan, another answer is to change the way we do both plant and animal agriculture. And we actually do farming in the way that we used to do, which is instead of monocrops of plants and animals, you know, which is specializing in one species of plant and animal and factory farming and monocropping of fruits and vegetables and GMO and all the fake stuff that we do to mass produce food and hybridize wheat and GMO and all of that, there's another option, which is to rotate the plant, the animals, the grazing ruminant animals. And Peter Ballerstadt also has a lot of great things to say about this, about how we as humans can eat a nutritionally dense diet, which is animal-based with some plants. And for people who are allergic to oxalates and lectins and have reactions to plants, it's probably best to eat mostly a meat-based diet. And some people are also allergic to dairy. Very few people are allergic to meat, fish, poultry, red meat. I personally eat a carnivore-heavy diet with some fruits and vegetables and nuts not too many seeds. I'm experimenting, and I used to be vegan vegetarian off and on since I was 15 years old. Uh, so <laughs> I think that it's important when you watch a documentary film, especially about nutrition, 
to look at who sponsors it. Is there a food industry or are there wealthy celebrities sponsoring and producing the film with their own money that are heavily invested in a certain food industry, whether it's meat, dairy, or plant? The whole Beyond Burger, if you read the ingredients of the fake meat Beyond Burger, it's full of canola oil and soybean oil and processed junk. That is not healthy if you're going to be a vegan, it's better just to eat fruits and vegetables and natural whole foods if you don't want to eat any animal products. I would not eat a processed fake meat product. I would rather eat real meat or real fruit or real vegetables. So I guess I am, whether you're going to be a vegan, vegetarian, or a carnivore, I believe the best way to do it in the healthiest way is to eat organic whole foods as non-GMO as possible, which in the United States is hard to find. If you move to another country, you're more easily able to find non-GMO, more real food grown. Basically, the, the basically the healthiest food is probably grown on small farms, whether it's a plant or an animal product. So I'm just really kind of grossed out by the preview for the Game Changers movie. Um, it's all about selling uh, pea protein and Beyond Meat burgers uh, underneath that behind the scenes. And so even if I watched a carnivore documentary, that might be sponsored by the meat industry or the dairy industry. So you have to watch out. There are some health and nutrition and medical conferences that are sponsored by Coca-Cola or Nestle or other food corporations, McDonald's, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, when there's a lot of profit, and it's not a conspiracy to think that the Coca-Cola or a fast food industry, you know, their goal is to make a profit and make money and be successful. And that's normal for a capitalist uh, company to want to make money. Where it gets kind of dirty is when they spread a little bit of propaganda and they have a certain agenda and a certain message and then they make it seem as if something is healthy when it may or may not be healthy and it really depends on the person. But I don't think you can go wrong with eating actual real food, natural food, although in our modern civilization we tinker so much with nature that it's hard to find even just a plant, even just a fruit or vegetable or meat that is very, very natural. In other words, animals that just graze on grass and are not fed a bunch of weird stuff and antibiotics and hormones and GMO and glyphosate. The same with plants. I know that we hybridize plants and we've specifically made fruit a lot sweeter uh, the wild fruit that our ancestors ate wasn't as sweet, and it was probably a lot more nutritious, and also the soil had a lot more minerals in it. So if you're a vegan, you're going to need to take supplements to make sure you get your B vitamins uh, and a certain kind of essential fatty acid like DHA that's found in fish and other kinds of animal products. It's really hard to get, and K2 which is really hard to get if you're vegan. But vegans can do it, but they have to be careful. Uh, I feel like I'm getting everything I need. And also, if you look up Alan Savory, he has ideas on combating climate change by working with livestock instead of thinking we all have to be vegan. If you overgraze land, it turns to desert. If you undergraze land, it also turns to desert. But if you graze land in a balanced way, then the earth, the animals fertilize the earth with their pee and their poop. 
and it makes the minerals and it covers the land. It greenifies the land because the grass grows and then they eat the grass and then they move on because they pee and they poop and they have to move on. It's a, it's a complicated balance of nature. And this guy, Alan Savory, has helped greenify lots of land, I think mostly in Africa, because he's from Zimbabwe. He's not an American. A lot of people I follow are from South Africa and Australia. Gary Fetke, I think, is from, uh, is he from Tasmania or New Zealand? There's lots of interesting people. Timothy Noakes, uh, Peter Ballerstadt, Alan Savory, lots of these other people. And so I admire these people, a trailblazers. There was a doctor that uh, was ridiculed and told he was crazy uh, and he had a smart idea trailblazers are the ones that have the guts to speak out and say, hey, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we should try this. He was a doctor, I think, in the 1800s. He ended up dying in an asylum uh, from bacteria. And he was one of the first doctors who realized that when doctors worked with cadavers and then they went over to the hospital next door and helped women deliver babies, there was a high uh, death rate of both the mothers and the babies. And he came up with the concept of germs and maybe we should wash our hands. And that's before doctors washed their hands. They didn't realize they needed to do that to prepare for working with cadavers and then working with, uh, you know, live people and helping them surgically. So he was ridiculed for this. And then they found out he was right. And then they started sterilizing and cleaning themselves before they went from cadavers to live people in hospitals, uh, because the hospital down the road where the doctors only worked with live people had a lot less of a death rate, even though they did not wash their hands, but they had not worked directly with cadavers, which are full of, you know, different bacteria and different things that you're not exposed to if you're just around live people. So there it is. And yet he was ridiculed and made fun of. So, and imagine when we thought the earth was flat The first people who thought, hey, maybe we're wrong and the earth is round, they were laughed at, they were ridiculed, they were told they were crazy. And then eventually, so some people think it's a conspiracy theory to think that the earth is round or to think that cholesterol is not as bad for us or saturated fat might not be as dangerous as we think it is. In fact, it might be good for us. And there are trailblazers in the nutrition world that I admire, like Peter Ballerstadt, Alan Savory, Timothy Noakes, Dr. David Perlmutter, uh, Eric Berg. Not that any of these people are 100% right and perfect about everything they say and do, but I really admire scientists and doctors and regular average citizens who are willing to be trailblazers and say, hey, maybe this is right. Maybe we're wrong about this, about nutrition. Maybe we can do it this way. And then if they're wrong, they could say, oh, I had an idea and I guess I was wrong. But sometimes these people are right. Sometimes trailblazers have ideas that don't pan out. Other times, trailblazers have ideas that catch on because more and more people realize it's true and that we were wrong about nutrition or the environment or whatever. So it could be that we can work with animals to help clean up the planet instead of thinking we're all supposed to go vegan. It is true that the population of the planet is too large. There's too many humans on this planet. That is part of the problem. So maybe if we did the kind of 
uh, regenerative agriculture that I'm thinking of with both plants and animals, it could be that we would still have too many people on the planet and maybe it wouldn't work. But if everyone goes vegan, maybe that wouldn't work either because there's too many people on the planet. So therefore, we got to figure this out. Have a great day.